Okay, so I'm to finish off border. I think we ended up last time with the alakas of filters. I'm going to quickly go back into that and then we'll go further with Hashem. So we mentioned about the unique status of a filter that even though it's something which clearly does border, it separates the sediments, whatever impurities you have in the water, but the fact that it's something which is essentially water and often not considered at all something which a person is even cares or is worried or considers something which would be an issue, we do not consider it to be filtering generally something which is a border issue. And we said the exception would be someone who's makbed, someone who is particular and they wouldn't drink the water without the filtration. So for one person who's, let's take the person himself, who wants to filter water and they only use the Brita filter or they only use the filtration system on their sink and they would not drink the water without filtering it, that would not be permissible to filter that water. And the reason being was because for that person, they do consider it to be two items. They look at it and they see it's two items here. And for that person, cannot filter water on Shabbos. So it's a very important, very unique halacha. They'll depend on the person subjectively whether they can filter water on Shabbos if I would drink it or not drink it. And we said that that also is going to play out. Someone puts a filter system in their sink. Again, to use it for washing dishes or use it for washing their hands, no issue at all. But to use it for the sake of Drinking, if the person's mak, but they would not drink the water without it being filtered, that would be an issue. What we left hanging last time was the question of, can I do it for someone else? Which means, I want to bring out a Brita pitcher to the table. I am either makbid or not makbid. Let's say I am makbid, I'm doing it for others who are also not makbid, or vice versa. I don't care, I don't mind using it non-filtered. And I want to bring it out for others who perhaps do care either which way. How would that play a halacha? So the halacha is as follows, that if I want to fill up this picture, this Brita picture, which does the filtration, if I doesn't bother me, I would drink it without it, and I have no problem drinking regular tap water, I'm allowed to fill it up and bring it to the table, even if there are others who do care and would, not, would be makbid, the fact that I'm bringing it for the table as a whole, that's permissible. I'm allowed to do so because I'm, allowed, I'm not makbid, and I'm doing it for the table. Whoever wants to partake of it. It's true, maybe some of those who partake, maybe someone who's makbid, still permissible. I didn't do it special for them, or specifically for them. I did it for the table as, as a whole. To bring out a picture, that's going to be okay, and no issue of doing. The flip case, the opposite case, where I am makbid, and I would not drink the water without it, I cannot do it. Even if I'm doing it for someone who's not makbid, let's say they ask me to go do it, I cannot do it because for me it's an act of, of borer. And the fact that it's being done by the person who's makbid, that should not be done. So I should not be doing it for someone who is not makbid if I am. If I'm not makbid, I could do it not specifically for someone who's makbid, but for the general populace, whoever they may be there, even if they're those who are makbid. That's what comes out again a little complicated as far as using these pictures on Shabbos. That's how we just play out the halacha. And same thing, everything, if someone has a filter on their sink, we have the same halacha. That can I use that to fill up a picture? It would depend on the same thing. If I'm makbed or not makbed. If I am makbed, I should not be doing it. If I am not makbed, I can do it, as long as I'm not doing it just for, my, for someone who's makbed. I'm doing it for everyone, whoever wants to partake, they'll be okay. That's the basic structure of the terms of doing it for someone else. Gets a drop complicated in terms of when you start to filling up pictures and some people are makbed, some, some people are not. That's how it plays itself out. Yeah. You don't know if people are not, but then you're not. 
yourself going to be drinking water. You are not sick, but you're not going to be drinking water, but you're not sure if the other people are or not sick. Unless you know specifically that they all were. I don't think you have to assume that everyone's mocked, and you don't have to assume that. I think it's more the anomaly, probably, people are mocked, but they wouldn't drink with that, especially in America. Like Most people are okay with it. And you can assume, unless, unless you're doing it for Dafka for people on Macbeth, that'll be okay. Okay. So that's the filtration question in terms of how it can be used and done on Shabbos. I want to discuss one more major case. I'll do a few other small details of finishing a borer. One of the more challenging borer situations is setting the table Friday night. Often there's a mixture of silverware, and it wants to be put out on Friday night to set the table, and obviously separating those silverware from each other, the forks from the knives from the spoons, big forks, small forks, big spoons, small spoons, definitely is a classic border issue. And the question is, so how can there be the other solutions to avoid it being border? Now, obviously, if the simplest way is to avoid becoming a mixture in the first place, which would mean if you took it out from the drawer, which already was separate, or when you took them off the table, let's say they were dirty Friday night, you didn't make a mixture of them, you took Let's say each one separately, which would be very uh, cumbersome and time-consuming to do that, not a very practical solution. So the question is, are the more practical solutions once a person is cleaning off a table Friday night and is going to mix all the silverware together, forks and knives and spoons and everything's together, and they're being washed, and then you want to bring it back out Friday night to set the table again, it's definitely going to be a border issue. It's not miyad. It's not for immediate use. It's going to be only used the next morning. How can that play out in a way which will be permissible? So there's really a few important solutions that can be employed and be used to be able to set the table Friday night for Shabbos morning. One is that if I take the silverware when I'm washing it, and as part of the process of washing it, I want to separate it. Right? For example, it may be simpler or easier to wash one piece at a time. Wash better, certainly a little bit cleaner. So I want to wash one piece at a time. So I'm separating it for the sake of washing it. I'm not separating for the sake of having forks separate from spoons, from knives, etc. I'm taking one piece out, I'm washing it. Once it is separate, because I took it out to wash it, I'm allowed to now put it wherever I want to, even now making a separate pile. So let's say I had a big jumble of forks and spoons and knives. I take one out, I wash it. Now once it's separate now, I have it individually, I can put it in its own section, let's say back in the drawer, or I can put it in the, on, the, on the counter, but by itself, in a pile of knives, and then take the next one out. This is a fork, and I'll wash it. There's no issue with that. Now, that's not to be confused, which is, sounds very similar, but it's very different la halacha. I cannot take a, reach into a pile, take something out and say, oh, it's a fork. Okay, forks go over here. Take, reach into the pile again without looking, randomly picking one out. Oh, this is a knife. Knives go over here. It's a very different result and really different process that being done, that's not permissible. A person cannot take even randomly something out of a pile, even without looking. I'm not looking, I'm just reaching into the pile, pulling something out, and whatever it's going to be, I'm going to put it where it belongs. That's not permissible, because there the sake is to, the goal is to separate. The goal is actually to structure the forks in one place and knives somewhere else, wherever I want to put them. Here I'm doing something different. Here I'm taking the pile, I'm removing one for a different purpose, not for the sake of separating, for the sake of washing it, to be able to wash it individually, which is fine. I can do that. I can wash a piece by itself. It washes better. It washes simpler. And I can do that. Then, once it's separate, I can go put it where I want to. So it's very different in terms of how I'm doing and what I'm doing. 
The same thing would be if I'm doing that in the drawing process. Let's say I wash five pieces together. All washed. But then when I want to dry them, it's going to dry better and dry, dry, right? And certainly if I do each one separately, it'll dry better. So I'll take each one separately to dry, remove it from the pile, dry it. Once it's separate from the pile, now put it where I want to. So again, if you're doing separate needs, either for the sake of washing it or for the sake of drying it, once it is separate, now I can put it where I want to because now it's no longer part of the mixture, no longer part of the pile. It's only one still part of the pile, removing it for the sake of separating and putting it somewhere, that's where the issue would be. Yeah. You will let us pick dust on which organism, say you have all these wet silverware and you take out the forks to dry one by one, or you have to really just take random pieces. Why, why would you do it in the sink? Do you want to do all the forks one after the other? Should not do that because really yeah, try. Because then you're you're taking you're sorting out. Right, I'm taking the force because now I want a fork now, right, which is not going to be used until right until tomorrow. It means if I'm taking a fork out now, that's selecting from the pile a fork, right. and the next one again a fork. So if I'm doing forks to select, that's going to be an issue. But I can just select select one randomly, not for the sake of separating, for the sake of of drawing, right. and then once it's dry, I can now put it into a. Piles of forks, let's say. Let's say you're doing a puzzle. So you want, it's easier for you to do the edges first. Right. You take out a piece to see if it's an edge piece or not. And then if it doesn't, let's say it is an edge piece, but it doesn't tag yet, put in an edge pile. And is that okay? Is that the same thing? Or is that That's definitely better. It's definitely better. Right. Yeah. Right. Well, you're gonna, we're gonna do it. It's saying because you're gonna do the, you're gonna do the you whole. You think you might want it right then in the puzzle. You're just. But it is then. That's the whole process of making the puzzle. But, it's not like. We're gonna, you're gonna put it into. You're not, you're not taking it out to make piles. You're taking it out to see if it fits right there in the spot, right? You, you have half a puzzle done, and you're taking out another piece. And oh, you're not separating the you're not ends from the. the oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Once you take out a piece and it doesn't fit, can you put it in an edge pile versus a middle pile? Ah, uh-huh. okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, in that case, that's if you're doing it for a different for taking it out for yard use, which is right, right, avoiding the issue. We could do puzzles on Shabbos, which is a separate, separate question, right, right, right. Puzzles which are made to stay, which no, not locust puzzles. No, no, no. I'm saying no. I'm saying, but the puzzles are made to stay. Yeah, I guess usually separate ends and middles is which ones. Thousand pieces. Right, 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 right. If yeah, if no, if it's meant, if it's meant to be, if it's meant to go right back to its box, and especially for children, that that's definitely one can. If it wasn't meant to be separated afterwards, one should not. And even for adults, puzzles on Shabbos, which are, I, I would avoid for adults. You, you know, like you the kids do it. Probably should avoid putting it in. Yeah, yeah, that's so. Let them yeah. connect the pieces. Let them connect the pieces. And there's there's malcolm there's, there's definitely room to be lenient. And certainly for kids, there's room to lenient. Uh, but for an adult to do a puzzle, even if it's going to come apart afterwards, save. And of course, once it's making a picture. So making a picture, again, it's very temporary. So if it's permanent, it's going to stay as a puzzle. For sure, that's a problem, because that's real cosave. That could be even cosave the rice if it's going to actually stay as a picture and permanently, let's say, you're going to plan on gluing it after Shabbos, making it a permanent thing. So for sure, it's going to be cosave. If it's something which is temporarily, so that's a big question, because cosave, which is meant for temporary uses, often the Rabbanan, 
question is how over here we look at puzzles. Do we say look something which is so flimsy and so so kids' puzzles often are considered something which is so especially if it's a small puzzle, you know, like the twelve pieces, like the whole thing is really meant to stay for two minutes, you know, or whatever it may be. So there's much more to lean in that and you know that that you can for sure let children do. But that's fine. It's that that's nothing's coming together then. Yeah, no, this, the regular, the old-fashioned. Like, we have like one. It's like nine. It's like. Oh, but it, it, it is forming a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it's forming a picture. That, that's what the culture. The, the other children's puzzle, we just stick a piece no, into a matching space. That's for sure fine. That's no cohesive at all. It's just stick fitting into a place. But the ones that come together, so there's there's definitely room to be machmer for an adult to avoid doing so if you can, even if it's going to come apart. Yeah. Um, so we said that we can't pull something out of a pile randomly and say, oh, this is a fork and right. this is a fork pile. Right. Can I pull it out of the pile randomly and say, oh, this is a fork and then go put it at the table? Same issue. Same issue. Right, yeah, same issue. And that, 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 these get very confusing because it doesn't seem like I'm separating now because I'm taking it randomly. Right, but, but I'm not putting, I'm right, not like sorting right. it into a pile. But it's going into the place where forks go, which is on the left side of the plate. Uh-huh. Right, left side, right? Right, on left side, right, wherever it goes. But I'm, I'm putting it in the place where it goes, which is basically the same thing as putting it into a okay. pile of forks. And that gives you the same thing. So, so again, we have two potential solutions so far. is either separating it as part of the process of washing or drawing. And either one would be okay. Once it's separated, now you can put it wherever you want in the drawer. You can put it in the pile. You can put it into the table, wherever you want to put it. The other simple solution, which may even be simpler than the first ones, is the idea of scattering. This is based on a tshuva from Rav Moshe Feinstein. Rav Moshe was asked this question, can one take silverware, which is all together, and scatter it? Basically what I'm doing is, instead of actually sorting, I'm not sorting, I'm undoing the mixture by making it to be scattered enough where I no longer have it to the point of a mixture that actually separates it from being a mixture now. And Rav Moshe said that's 100% okay. The Isser Bor is separating and sorting. This is not separating or sorting. It's undoing. It's undoing the mixture we, to the point you have no mixture left. And that's going to be okay. How separate is separate? So this goes back to what we spoke about a few weeks ago, that the, the goal of separation is to be to the point that is no longer in a person's perception a mixture. Right? We said that mixture is all based on perception. Do you look at it? Do I see a mixture here? Or do I look at it and say, no, this is separate? So... Touching is not necessarily always going to be the criteria. Things can touch and still not be considered a mixture. Right? You can have, often if you have a pile and you scatter it, some things will still be touching and might have some overlap in the forks and the knives, etc. But it's still, if you have things right, which are touching like this or not touching really you know, in much in a very substantial way, in perception, in, in the way you look at it, you still see it to be a separate pile, not something which is a mixture any longer. And that would be permissible. So that's going to be the another simple solution. Silverware, for sure, that would work for it. Not going to work very well with plates or other things that which will break. But it works only with silverware. It's a very s- simple, good solution that can work to be able to undo the mixture and to be able to now use it to <coughs> set the table, etc. And that would no longer be considered a voter issue. So those are really three um, potential um, potential issue, potential solutions to separate silverware from. Um, from each other, particularly for the point of setting the table for the next morning, and to work out that it's going to be not an issue of Bora. Okay, a few last points as we finish up Bora, just to a few last um, important rules in, in Bora in terms of how they come out, la halacha. One of the more common Bora scenarios 
deals with pits, could be bones uh, in food. Watermelon pits is a classic example. Often, the pits want to be removed and they don't want to swallow the pits, so they'll be removed, perhaps in the process of eating it. And the question is, can one remove them on Shabbos? And the answer is, taking them even right before one eats would be an issue, even though technically I'm doing it in the process of eating, but I'm taking up solus from ochel, taking out the bed, which is the, in this case the pits from the ochel, which I don't want, and that would not be permissible to go do that. The simple solution would be spitting the pits out, which is probably the way often people do it during the week anyway. is probably easier that way and simpler that way rather than removing the pits beforehand. And that would be okay certainly to do so. That's, that's considered to be eating and not considered to be removal. It's part of the eating process, and that's okay. A similar thing, which is probably not as, as wise necessarily for, just from a perspective of doing it safe, is with bones, potentially as well, one can remove the bone once it's in one's mouth. You can pull the bone out and separate it from inside of the inside of one's mouth. That's, that is permissible. It's all considered part of the process of eating, even though, again, that's actually a removal, taking, out the, taking the bone out, but that's permissible. It's considered part of the eating process, and that would be okay as well. It's interesting to note that the classic minig, the custom of having gefiltavish on Shabbos, which basically is ground up, that the bones are just ground up inside of there, is to avoid this issue of borer. That's where it came from, using gefiltavish on Shabbos. Even filleted things, I guess, can have bones. Not so common, but certainly times of going back that, but they didn't have fillet, didn't have the, uh, sort of the ability to fillet things, certainly the way we do. And that's why it became from the idea of grinding up the bones inside the fish, having them avoid the issue of borer. And that's where it came from. It's probably not so safe to be able to put the bones and try to get them, pick them all out. So that's why we try to, that's why we use gefilte fish on Shabbos. Again, a filleted fish only is fine. And even technically, a person wants to use a fish which has bones, technically it's fine as well. But obviously being careful in terms of bone, not removing them beforehand, removing them in the process of eating. Yeah. Can I just ask an overall question? Let's say between yeah. the playroom. Yeah. Like yeah. Right. So there, like, can you just walk around and just pick up and say, now I'm doing Magatash because I bought a Magatash? So that would be the same issue as, as before. Picking up, again, once, if it's a pile, assuming that it's a pile of things mixed together, taking one thing out, even random. They could be. I mean, again, based, based on perception, mm-hmm. but if it would be considered. It's like, to me, it's like the carrot on top of the fish. So, it, it would, I mean, it would depend, again, size certainly makes a difference. The way they're piled also make a difference. I mean, there's all those factors would. Right, so you could scatter them. You could start kicking them. Kids will love that. Kids, they'll tell the kids. Yeah, but why is it yeah. problem at all? Because it's the odd. It's the odd. Like you're taking them out of the house. Like why? You're not using them. But you're probably the one. You want to play with them. Right, so it's not. Right, so it's not. It's not considered use. Right, that was the same same thing like the like the like the silverware. If you want to put them away, right, having the forks, knives, and spoons, right, biad always has to be. I mean, has to be a use for the actual item. Not, a, not, not the space. Right, not the space so or some game. Who right. wants to build a magnetile house for me? And who wants to build a block house for me? And yeah, if they're going to actually do it then. But the motivation is to get it cleaned up. Well, the kids, the ones are separate, they don't, don't know that. That's fine. Can I build a magnetile house? If you really, if it's for, <laughs> no, like, if it's for real. 
I can't build it and then like 10 minutes later be like, okay, now I can put right. all 9,000 or not. Yeah, only because God knows what, what you're thinking. No, that's what I'm asking. Right, right, right. No, that's right. And what about let's say... If, and if it was real, yes. No, it's not real, but like right, my no, question is like right. if I'm so really then, building it and then like leaving my structure up. Right. You shouldn't do that. Right. It's still being done for that purpose. I mean, you know that you're doing it for the sake of separating. So... Right. <laughs> right. And then yeah. what about, what about um, the buckets? Let's say you have to be careful; they shouldn't be like one next to the other, or that's fine. What do you mean? In other words, because like you're sort of like, oh, this is a magnet tile versus a magnet tile bucket. Oh, this is even if let's say you scatter the mess. Yeah. So then you pick up a magnet tile and you want to put it there. Well, it's no, it's no, long, it's no longer in, it's no longer inside of a, of a mixture anymore. Once it's no longer part of a mixture, you can do whatever you want with it's it. Not considered sorting. It's not a mixture. A mixture only comes so from... Right, so you can scatter. So you tell the kids... Stuck, so you make a bigger mess. mess. Right. Tell the kids... Well, you stuck, have three buckets right here. You have, a, you, have a, you have the three different buckets. Right, but again, the That's question we... Right, the buckets are, are not the issue. The buckets are the question of the place we're taking it from. So you tell the kids, kick them all around and get them all over the room as far, as, far as they can. Right. If you saw the whole room is full of toys, isn't that one big mess? Depends. It depends how big the playroom is. depends how many toys there are. depends how big the toys are. Not necessarily. I mean, the fact that you walk in and see a mess doesn't mean there's a mixture. There's a mess. But me- messes and mixtures are messes and mixtures aren't necessarily synonymous, right? They could be. I guess right. also the different people have different messes. No, again, but, but again, but a mess is not synonymous with a mixture. I can have a, a room that's a lot of toys on the floor, and therefore it's a big mess. But if you look clearly and look around, there's not. You don't see a mixture here. Things aren't mixed together. Right. Well, covered. If it was totally covered, that would be covered, right. But, like right, a, but all, a lot, of, right, a lot of all over the toys. Right. So let's say magnet tiles and cars wouldn't be a mixture. Depends. How could it be a mixture? If it's if it's again if they're I mean, things that are piled on top of each other, uh-huh. even if it was like, different things, it still could be a mixture. So why are Karen and because no one ever perceived that as a mixture. Right? One small little thing on top of a very big thing. Yeah, at some point, yeah. At some point, you get to a mixture. Yeah, for sure. Right? That, that's what perception, that's what, that's what it means based on perception. How a person will look at it and see what they can actually <coughs> define it as mixture versus no mixture. So that's going to really have to, you know, has, has to, be, has to be defined right? each, each case individually. What, what do I see here? Mixture or not, and that's it is really subjective. Depends on the, on the situation, so every every situation will, will be somewhat different, and it's going to be hard to give. A, there's no rules, right, in terms of right, mixture. It's not an amount. It's not an amount of right. It's not, it's not a size. It's altogether. Right, right. My perception is a mixture. So toys can be, certainly be a classic borrower situation, especially putting them away. Right, to take one out and put it away will be definitely, definitely a classic Borough case. So just some other last rules. And this really goes back to what we were just talking about before in terms of how do I define mixture. Post can talk about when you have solid items which are in liquid. Right? This is a, soup is a classic example of this, but it could be other similar things as well. Solids and liquids don't necessarily always mix to the same way that you can define them as a mixture. Meaning, let's say you have uh, vegetables in a soup, uh, the whole vegetables, let's say a canadal and maybe a piece of chicken that, that are in a soup. The fact that you have the items which are not 
mixed in the same way that solids are, but they're, they're mixed in water, does by definition separate them to an extent. Meaning that if you had very small items, a lot of them in a liquid, yeah, that the whole thing is considered to be a mixture for sure, and that can be certainly a issue in terms of separating things, whether you have things in the soup you don't want, the things you do want, and that can be certainly a But when there are larger items in liquid, imagine the whole vegetable or canadal, certainly the vegetable with the soup is not considered a mixture. And you can separate that out. Let's say you have the soup, and you don't want the vegetable in there, you want to take the vegetable out and leave the soup by itself. It's not considered a mixture. A canadal in the in a soup is not considered a mixture, and one can remove that from there without getting into any boru questions at all. So large items of liquid, by definition, are not mixed. We don't consider it to be mixed, and therefore they can be removed. There's no question of boru at all. Smaller items, certainly when you have many of them, definitely can be considered a mixture. Easily considered a mixture of the, certainly the smaller they are. And again, it's going to be based, based on perception, but the perception will be defined somewhat by the fact that what it's in. In this case, being a liquid does give it a different status in terms of how we'll look at it and see it and define it. And the fact that it's, some, it's going to be a item of liquid does give it somewhat of a different status and I can see it more separate than a bunch of solid items together or smaller items in liquid. Correct. And if it's not mixed, it could, there's no borish at all. And, and, and you can use even a slotted spoon. Correct. Correct. Besides the mukta issue, right? I mean, but mm-hmm. right. It's. I mean, if, if there was nothing else available to use, you can use that. I'm saying, let's say I use the slotted spoon for other things. Right. Also, right. That Correct. aren't like a borish. Right. Yeah. So as long as uh, as long as as long as you use it for at least a, a good part of the time, regularly. So when does that start? Like, let's say I want to start the shop. How, how do I implement that? Well, I, I have a very large pot of chicken soup, and yeah. I have some whole carrots floating around, or like even cut in half, but they're big right. chunks of carrots. And I have one kid who likes carrots. I've never used my slotted spoon before, but now that I know I can, can I start? Because I'm saying, like, going to the shop is knowing it's not mukta because I want to use it. Like, how do I... You're saying because you want to use it for taking the carrot the out, carrot out, carrot out from, from there. I don't want any soup in there. So I want to be able to do that and not consider that to be... So the question is, what else would you use it for that's going to be a permissible use? Because if it's mostly... Does it have to be for something else? Like, why can't it just be for this? It's, it's the only thing you use it for. It's just... It's, I'm saying it's, it's like only a th- big red silicone, uh, silicone okay. slotted. Like, it's made for right. hot food. And there's nothing else really used on shot. You don't use it. I mean, during the week, that's what I use it for. Right. Scooping vegetables or, or right. something out of... But I've nothing, never used it on shabbos before. You don't, use, you don't you really use it for anything else besides this. Right. So it's taking. Right. It's not like a metal and, serving one that I. And it's use. not even a boer. And it's saying. And it's, when, it's used for let's say grievings out of water, which would be boer, right? Correct. If, but he's saying mostly, really, like, that's that's mo- this mostly what it's used for. Right. The soup and, and it's not a boer issue because you're dealing with large vegetables and liquid. Then if, if that's if you know that that's at least oh, so a, like, that's what I use yeah right. that's fine then you can do it in shabbos. Like even if I want to take yeah. like the whole loaf of gefilte fish out of the liquid it's sitting in. Right, which is not, which also not a no right? Right, right, correct. And you can use, right. So like that's what that utensil is for. It's for lifting big things out. Same because this is big. I say it's a big one. It's also made for hot. Right. No, no, because I'm pasta. I don't know. I don't. That's really right. all I use it for. Yeah, that's fine. There's no burr there, and there were no mucks. You don't even need like the only use. So you know, if certainly if it's a primary, if right, it, that's, it, I mean, that's right. what they make it for, right. really. 
Are we okay? Can we use it on Shabbos? You can use it without uh, any question. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. It's interesting. I guess that's you know, when you have that, that you know, I guess if when you know what you use it for, so you right. Think, right. So, but yeah, it could be okay. Right, ice and water also not considered a mixture. Ice and water is for a couple reasons. Firstly, this idea might apply as well. That it's, it's I guess, it depends. On, at some point, ice melts and gets very small. But ice and water is actually not considered two medium. Ice, it's, it's basically the same thing, right? It's just a frozen version of the same thing. And ice and water is not considered a medium, which is why you like to use those pictures, which it holds back the ice, right? That's it's really a strainer. That's, that's actually what's separating is the water from the ice, and especially the ones that we had, the ones that keep the ice in. It's all there. Therefore. The reason why it's principal to use it on Shabbos is because we don't look at ice and, ice and water aren't the mixture. And if you had other things, if you had, let's say, lemons in there, and you want to use the Dawi Borah issue, then you cannot use the pitcher, which would hold back the lemons from going out. So people do put lemons. I mean, usually more caterers do that. But if it would be something which have, had a spout, they would hold it back. That cannot be used on Shabbos. If it's just rice, that's okay. So it depends how big they were. For sure, big pickles, like the nice, yeah, nice size ones. Yeah, right. Well, they're still right. big, though. They're not like tiny slices. Like, slices right. are a problem, right? Like, so, right, for sure, like this, right, for sure, a sl- small slice of pickle would, would be an issue. You'd see that. Whole, even, like probably, right, the whole pickle, right, if, if, even if the small ones, I would, I would agree, is probably not considered to be a mixture in there. Which, I mean, the quite relevant would be if you. If you want to get the water out, what, how be relevant? What, what would you want to do with that? Or even if you want to take out the pickles, but not use them right away. Not use them right away. Okay, that would be right. That would be using them for, let's say, getting for the, ready for the meal later on. Right, so if, if it's, as long as, as long as, it, I mean, the, some of them, sometimes you see like it's very packed inside, like the small and they're packed inside. Small packed inside, it does give, does give certainly with the liquid, it, it, it's hard to look at it as def, defined from the liquid. I would think it would be a mixture. But when really? it's... I think when there's a few left and it's hard to access them but it's, yeah, the way I look at it and see them is clearly separate from the water, separate from the liquid. So, I, sorry. Yeah. Um, can I do the opposite? Can I then take the can? Let's say I have a can of pickles, right? And I want to pour the liquid out. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you can it's not a mixture. But again, if it would be a lot of pickles packed inside, I, I think that would be considered. I would I would perceive that mixed with liquid. It's right. only like if it's half full, or I, you have to look at it and see and clearly see the uh, is. Uh, being disparate. Right? That's a, so like those cans of Israeli pickles, like if you open the top and you look inside, like it literally looks like pickles standing in, in, water, like in whatever the liquid is. It doesn't look like it's like, it's not like layers and layers of pickles. Like they're, right. they're hard to because they're, they're standing up. They're standing up. And they're clearly separate from the, right. Yeah, I don't know. Right. Hearts of Palm is also pretty big. Like you look at the... Yeah, but that's right. what those pickles Yeah, so. same thing. Yeah, okay. Same size. Yeah, same thing. That would be, yeah. Yeah, that's... Yeah, that would not be, that would not be considered a mixture. Small, like the small. Like a can of corn is a problem. Oh, for sure. And and tuna fish and they all like anything which is liquid. No, I'm saying right? like this is also small. Right, like it's, and it's, it's like liquid. Baby corn, like nuggets. Yeah. We should bring like our pantries in. Right, <laughs> right, <laughs> right. Yeah. Again, usually the the smaller pieces are going to be in a mixture inside a liquid. It does go. It's again, it's, it is based on perception. You can you know, look at yourself and do see a liquid here. There's a mixture here. For sure, I can perceive when you have the small little baby corn, right? But if you only have, a, like, little, let's say mandarin oranges, you only have, like, a few left on the bottom. So you look at it, would you see the mixture there? Probably not, but I don't know. 
so okay. I think of it as a mix. I guess you... Right. I you would, a, full, a full jar you would see as a mixture, right? You would see as like the small pieces of oranges with, with liquid. With, you certainly see as a mixture. Mm-hmm. So it was just a few, and they, they're not very large, but they're, you know, they clearly stand out. They're clearly something separate. They don't you see it's all mixed into the liquid. That would be something which is separate from liquid, and there's, then it's going to be not a mixture. And then once, once that, you can put a liquid out. You can do either one. Once there's no mixture, you can do either which way. Right. So it, it really is based on perception. Can I take a can of baby corn, like the sliced ones? So we said that that might be a mixture. And then open it and pour the whole thing on like a plate that sort of has balls. With the so liquid. That, with the liquid. Just pour the whole can. Yeah. So that, like, at that point, it's not looking like a mixture. It's almost like, it's right, it's like scattering. Meaning like at that point, it's like a sheet. Pour it out. Spread out, and then, like, I, I think we would look at it as just like a thin layer of liquid with baby corn in it. Right. And I could just pull out whatever. How, how big is baby corn? You're saying they're, those are the like small, like, the whole ones? Yeah, like, it, it could be, like, as small as, like, two slices of carrot for Gazelle's Like, uh-huh. Okay. If you, if, you, if you spread out to the point and no longer have the perception of mixture, yeah, that would be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, it really, so there are ways to, like, not go around it, but, like, right. undoing the mixture. Right. right. That's, that's, that, that's where Moshe's right. point, which is. It's very logical that if I'm not actually separating, just undoing it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm just undoing the mixture. That's that'll be fine. So one one last point, and this gets to really when you have also liquid with food. Even let's say when you have small pieces, let's say a chalent would be a classic example. That certainly a chalent is considered to be mixed with the beans, the barley, and the meat. But the mixture only starts at the point which is below the water line. If you have a water line that goes above the actual food line, and there's an inch or two inches of water, and you want to just remove that water because you don't want to use the liquidy, that can be removed. There's, it means liquid, does, the mixture doesn't start yet, and you can pour off right, the first, right, until you get to the actual food line. Be careful, once you get to the food line, you have to stop. But that's also not going to mixture at all. So you can even have the potential of small items, a liquid, and still the potential to remove it if you just take off the top layer with actually before the mixture happens. And wow. Totally fine, yeah, because there's, there's no mixture. I mean, you, that liquid is clearly separate from the food sitting on top and just right, turning it over and just getting off, that's fine. And that's right, similar to the liquid on top of the child. Anything which is above the food line, you can remove. The mixture has not started yet. Once you get to into the mixture, that's where the issue is going to, going to begin. So it's like a can of corn also? Like, let's say I have a yeah, so the, the liquid on top, right? Whatever's on top of the actual food line mm-hmm. can be just poured off. Yeah, but once once it's like lower than that, that's where the issue. That's where borrow starts. Once you get lower than that, okay. I think that ends off the halachas of borrow. So next week we'll start tochin, which is the next malach of Hashem. Have a wonderful evening. Yes.